0: And uh, we are into the final hour of the program. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. We're broadcasting live at the Norwegian Hollow. We are here in Viroqua. And it's been great. We've had so much fun already. Still got more to come tonight. Going to be at Gasser's from 3 to 5 today. Going to be down at Kickapoo Creekside after that for dinner. Uh, Then heading over, most likely, to the uh, the high school football game. Homecoming tonight. But you're telling me that uh, they're going to get killed, right? Viroqua? Aquinas tonight? Okay. And they, they were actually in a division higher, Aquinas was. Yeah, they were in a different conference, and now they've been put in with the uh, with uh, with Firoqua. So, you know what? Optimism can reign supreme. Maybe something happens along the way. Get a couple of trick plays, a couple of turnovers. Next thing you know, boom, you're up. Then again, Lombardi could be coaching the team. Dig them up. See what happens. But uh, hopefully, I know there's not a lot of optimism, but uh, good luck to the uh, the Baroque Blackhawks tonight as they take on Aquinas. So, uh, well, we'll try it. We'll try it. We'll do everything we can to stop over there maybe tonight as well. So good stuff. It's what? And then Packers here on Sunday. Yeah, the Norwegian Hollow is going to open up early. We talked about that a little bit earlier. They're going to open up at 8 a.m. A lot of the uh, bars and restaurants and such that are sponsors of ours all opening up come Sunday morning as well. Uh, Our friends over at the Sunset Grill in Pewaukee doing exactly the same thing. We talked about many of the other ones. So I would assume all over, everybody's opening up early for this Packers game. Packers in London coming up on Sunday morning. So are the Packers a team that is just this good? They don't have to open it up, so to speak? Or are they a team that is just on the verge, and maybe they don't have the capability to open it up? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, do so. Hit us up, do so. Um, It's going to be uh, an interesting uh, weekend with the uh, Green Bay Packers, all the injuries specifically to the wide receiving core for the New York Giants. Uh, They will have Daniel Jones back under center, but uh, he is going to be, let's let's face it, he's going to be limited uh, most likely. Uh, coming off of that ankle injury. And although he did, they said look pretty good. Looked pretty good at practice the other day. So we'll see what he gives you. But in the meantime, um, you got uh, Wondell Robinson is out. Kenny Galladay, out. Kadarius Toney, out. Tyrod Taylor, the backup quarterback, out. You got a couple of guys defensively. Julian Love, out. Cordell Flott, out. Nick McLeod, out. Uh, Ojolari, out. So... You've got quite a few guys, and that's it. That is, that is. they don't have to make any other roster moves unless they bring in another quarterback to uh, back up Daniel Jones. They don't have to make a roster move because all of those guys are out anyway. So they've already been deemed done. The Packers don't have to worry about any of those guys. So that leaves you David Sills, Richie James, and Darius Slayton, including you've got uh, their tight end, Daniel Bellinger, uh, their uh, fourth-round draft choice from this season. Uh, And and then Saquon Barkley, obviously, and Matt Breida out of Buffalo. Those are the weaponry. That's the weaponry they have. They don't have a whole lot. So are the Packers coming into this weekend, do you look for them to be more dynamic? My answer is no. Do I think they're a better team than what we've seen? Yes. Do I think they're going to continue to get better offensively? Yes. Do I think that they've opened up the playbook and taken chances? No. I think there's a lot more below the surface. And the only thing, that I would say about Matt LaFleur being testy is if you go off of the premise that this week is just a hectic week and all you want to do is play the game, all you want to do is coach the game, if that's all you're looking for, I get it. I, can, I get testy. However, as one, uh, one over on the Bud Light livestream put it, he could be upset because things aren't getting any better. Maybe this team is what it is. And he's nervous about it. Okay, I can understand that too but we'll wait and see once they get back from this trip if the testy remains. Uh, Mark says they are undercoached, and LaFleur is pouting. He's pouting. Let's go to the phone calls. Talk to Doug. Doug, welcome to the program the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? How you doing?
1: I'm uh, doing good. A couple comments, one on offense, one on the defense. I think the offense will eventually – Start putting up more points. I think the offensive line is still a little shaky. I don't think the offensive line has totally got their feet under them, or they still totally have the five best players out there. You know, that's where I think uh-huh. the problems relying coming on offense. They're they're giving up a sack at the very up. You know, at, at killing drives. It's mainly offensive line on offense. And on the defense as a whole, they've played very well, you know, given up very few points. Well, one thing that concerns me on the defense is the play of the defensive backs with these uh, intermediate passes, you know, somewhat long passes, 20, 25-yard pass down in between the numbers and the hash, and there's nobody within 10 yards, safety or corner. Like, that, that's got to change. Mm-hmm. That's happened in a few games, so those are my comments. And Lafleur, I think he was just having a bad day. I think that guy asked kind of a goofy question, and he didn't feel like answering it. Yeah, people got a right to be that way. That's just no. It I get it. So I get it.
0: Yeah. Uh, appreciate the phone call. Did you know that the Green Bay Packers? You talked about giving up some chunk yards and some plays underneath. Did you know that the Green Bay Packers? In passing defense, rated dead last, 71.7% of the passes thrown against the Green Bay Packers, defensively speaking, are being completed. That puts them dead last in the National Football League. Now, when it comes to yards per attempt, nowhere near that. Packers are actually uh, top 12, 6.3 yards per pass play being completed. That puts them at about 12, 13, something like that. Um, actually puts them at number 11. Number 11 in the National Football League. They have um, four, or no, excuse me, uh, two, no, one, one interception. They picked off one pick this year, second to last. Then again, there's four or five other teams that only have one as well, and they're not great teams. The Commanders, the Lions, the Chiefs are pretty good, but their defense is doesn't doesn't have a pick to show they have one pick uh the saints the dolphins packers giants don't have a pick defensively speaking yet this year just an fyi but i just i I just found it interesting when it comes to uh, defending the run uh when you look at yards per carry uh the best in the league is the 49ers giving up 2.9 yards per carry on the season Green Bay Packers, bottom third, giving up five yards per carry. Their run defense is, when you look at it, is second, third, third, fourth to last in the league. Uh, Lions at 5.6 yards, Chargers at 5.4, 5.1. There's three or four teams at 5.1. The Bears, Giants, Patriots, Seahawks, and Texans. And then after that is the Packers. So their run defense is... Uh, Problematic. Their pass defense, they're completing a lot of passes, but the passes, a lot of those are underneath, underneath passes. So when you look at the scoring defense, it's really, you know, that's kind of, you know, one of the things that I look at for what they're giving up. The Green Bay Packers, uh, still not bad, middle of the pack. And that number's obviously come up consistently ever since uh, the beginning of the season when they gave up, you know, the 20-plus points, 27 points to the uh, to the uh, Minnesota Vikings other than that their defense hasn't been terrible as you look at it so I I just think that they haven't unleashed anything yet because they haven't had to and maybe that's optimistic of me which is quite possible. maybe that's the optimistic side but I that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. I think the Packers are a good football team who has not had to dig deep into the uh, into the bag of tricks if you will. They've just been able to play straight up, get the job done, and move on. And then when you finally face a team like Buffalo, hopefully some things have gotten better by then. But uh, the Green Bay Packers right now, you know, uh, as far as their total net yards, they're averaging 1,500, or they've got a total of 1,510 yards in the season, only giving up 1,100. They're averaging per game 377.5. They're giving up under 300, 294.8. Their rushing attempts, their rushing yards per game, the Packers, when was the last time the Packers averaged 145 yards rushing per game, but they're still giving up over 100, they're giving up 126.8, but their pass defense keeping everything in front of them for a 71% completion percentage, which makes them dead last in the National Football League, they are only giving up uh, on average, as we talked about, 168 passing yards per game, so that's not bad. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Rick says that I think that four games, not a big enough sample size. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And uh, Mark says, I think you hit something there, I hope. I I believe, and we got into this discussion a little bit off off the air last night, when, you know, you look at this team and you say, how can this team – look at times so bad but still be 3-1 and one, but yet got just drilled by the Vikings and I, the Vikings game was a weird game it was like we've talked about it and I know Vikings fans get insulted when we say it was their Super Bowl but they played like it the Packers were, looked like a team that was just trying to get their feet wet again after not playing any starters in the preseason while the Vikings came out like that was that was day one and that was the Super Bowl you know that was their, their NASCAR Daytona you know um, since then the Packers have looked okay not great, but just okay. You know, it is what it is. Uh, John says, devil, devil's advocate here, Rodgers needs to continue to try and chuck it. These young wide receivers need to practice the timing, and it looks like Rodgers wants them uh, to turn it on. I, I think Rodgers is becoming frustrated because he doesn't have the downfield game, and they haven't done it enough. And last week, while he threw up back-to-back passes, uh, I take it back. They threw one deep to Lazard, the next one to Dobbs. Um, neither of which, or was it to Watson, but neither of which looked very good. They fell short, and they just looked like they didn't even know it was coming. And in the meantime, they ran A.J. Dillon up the gut for, I think, like two yards and then punted the ball away. you got to take a shot, but the the you know the Lazard catch was solid, but he didn't have a lot of separation. Rogers had to make a perfect pass. And the Dobbs catch that wasn't, he's got to be able to continue that to the ground and then come up with that ball. Those two catches start to hit. It changes the dynamic of the game. Same thing with Christian Watson in game one when he had that big drop, all that kind of stuff. I just think that you still got to take some more shots downfield, but I think they have it there. They have it in the arsenal. They have the ability to do it. They have the want to do it. I think at some point Rodgers is just going to start chucking it. Not chucking it to the point where he's going to put it in a position to be picked off consistently, but chucking it to say, guys, go make some plays. Let's, let's earn some trust here so we can figure out what we actually have. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to talk with Mike Clemens the rest of the way when we come back. We are broadcasting live at the Norwegian Hollow here in Viroqua. They are going to be open 8 a.m. this coming Sunday. Get you ready with breakfast for the Packers over in London. So uh, come on in for that. In the meantime, the rest of you enjoy it because uh, whatever bar it is you have in your area, I'm sure you're going to be heading heading off to unless you're waking up and making your own French toast pancakes and maybe the uh, bangers and whatever they call it over there. <laughs> maybe you're going to stay authentic, bangers and eggs or whatever. But enjoy it. Stay tuned. we got more of Mike Clemens coming up after this.
2: Covering Wisconsin Sports like a blanket. This
0: is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Is this week difficult for
3: you? I'm not going to give you my honest answer. <laughs> I'd rather refrain. It feels like a Thursday night game for us as coaches, just in terms of all the preparation you gotta do, but just do it.
0: The ah china might drop in mike clemens
2: down. mike
0: london clemens joining us on the hotline throwing the out some london calling i like it good stuff welcome back to the program the bill michaels show brought to you by our friends at pillow windows and doors of wisconsin make sure you see him next week at the nary home show which is out at the wisconsin state fair park and don't forget if you get in book the appointment have the appointment they will put you in for a $2,000 registration to win, to win the 2000 bucks, the coupon, when you get some windows and doors installed at your house. Also, Mike Clemens brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Bay Motel, quiet, clean, cozy, comfortable, good stuff. Go to BayMotelGreenBay.com when you're heading up to Limbo. Michael, how you doing,
4: pal? Have you sensed that malafleur has been testy now, like going on a week and a half?
0: I think his underwear is chafing him something fierce.
4: You know, like, having to face the Patriots, and even though, you know, that uh, Mac Jones was going to be out with his high ankle sprain and you had Brian Hoyer coming in, but, you know, it was Belichick coming in in a big primetime game on your CBS. uh, And then you win. You you hold on. You think there'd be a sense of relief. And then it just even got even more weird this week. And it it didn't seem to get any better. There was little incidences each day, and then... On the last press conference before they got on the eight, nine-hour flight to London, I thought this was a legitimate question from Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Remember when the, uh, you know, people say, why is it such a big deal? It's like, well, it's because they're not going to an NFL stadium. They're not going to, if you said, hey, next week you got to play a game in Oklahoma City. And so you're staying at a, a hotel you've never been at. Yeah, you don't know where your practice facility is. You're going into a stadium you never played in before. That's tough. And, and ex- instead of you know having to go to across you know the Atlantic Ocean, and it's the first time as a franchise you've done that. It, you, equipment people. So one question was: Remember they 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 played that exhibition game in Winnipeg when the Raiders mm-hmm. were hosting, and they got up there and they walked the field, and there's this big hunk of metal in the end zone underneath the goalpost, and they ended up having to put pylons up and make it an eighty yard field for an exhibition game now you know that's not gonna happen this weekend this is a field that the NFL is used but LaFleur was asked has anybody from the Packers organization had a chance to you know walk the field at this Tottenham Hotspur Stadium do you
1: guys get to see any of the field get on it at all to do anything before the game
3: no and this is the first time going over there that that will be on field turf, for uh, for a team that I've been a part of. It was always grass. It was grass, yes.
1: Is it? I mean, is the surface field turf? But they often plays on grass, don't they? Did they replace it for this Do game? the? Did
3: you watch a game last week? <laughs> Obviously not. Yes, it's field turf.
0: Yeah, uh, that moment, Mike. Uh, the reaction was, "What an ass." For lack of a better term, I mean, that's what people were saying, was how, how do you, you know, all you got to do is answer the question. Now, I get it. Maybe he's feeling testy about something. But uh, not everybody watches every minute of every game that's being played. And he was asking a quote. But then again, he did say, we, this is the first time I'll be with a team that's actually playing on field turf. So the question came after he had made the statement. But, um, but uh, yeah, he sounded testy. Yeah, so
4: it's, it's not just me, right? I mean. Right. Something's changed in the man's demeanor after you know three seasons and a quarter so far. Uh, here's the here's the good news. The place that they're staying at is called the Grove, outside of London. You pull up. There's a there's a fence there, and then there's these there's these, this rolling meadow, and then this thing looks, looks like a castle up on the hill where the resort is. Hey, if anybody's got a minute, just Google the Grove in England, and you'll see. Talk about you know, ten stars that they're staying at, and so Lafleur was asked about the team facilities this weekend.
3: I heard it's I heard it's unbelievable. I heard we're staying at the nicest place. We're staying at the Grove. Joe Barry's been there, I know, in the past. Um, everything I've heard about it is it's it's first class all the way. Um, I heard the food at, at the Grove is unbelievable. So. Uh, hopefully, you know, it, it lives up to the hype because I know the people that I've talked to have really hyped it up.
0: Yeah, I uh, I Googled it. Holy mackerel. It's like your own castle.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. Wow. And, yeah. And, 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 I mean, you don't have to leave the place when it comes to meals. Um, you know, it's, it's outstanding that way. Um, here's one thing that's popped up. Uh, you know, we've been talking about you know, you need your defense to get a few more turnovers. Well, you've also had some fumbles. That that fumble on Romeo Dobbs wasn't really his fault. Aaron Rodgers even said he probably threw the ball in a bad place. Dobbs just trying to get a handle on the ball, and then you know the Patriots sw- swatted away and ended up recovering. I think it was the rookie Jack Jones. So, but when you start looking at this now, you're you're, you're fourth into the season, and the mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers are at the bottom of the turnover differential. Um, They've had they've lost four fumbles. Uh, Rogers has got the, the three interceptions. They're like 28th or so in the league right now. And Lafleur was asked, you know, these are obviously get to be costly, and uh, losing the handle on the football is not something that's happened during his during his time as head coach. What does he think is going on?
3: That's a great question. If, if I had the answer to it, I, I don't think we'd be in this spot. we just got to do a better job, and something that each individual, when they carry the football, understand that they've got to carry with ball, uh, great ball security. Uh, put too many on the ground, there's no doubt. And Once you do that, the other teams that are watching you, that are studying you, they, they kind of smell blood in the water, and they're going to go after relentlessly after that football. So we know that that's going to happen, and we, we've got to step up to the challenge.
0: They, uh, they got that wing Martindale defense uh, that's coming up. Now, that really is, to me, Mike, the only challenge other than just trying to contain a little bit of what uh, Daniel Jones can do because Daniel Jones's weapons are pretty much, short of Saquon Barkley, are pretty much all sidelined in this contest. So uh, I would assume that it's just – I'm waiting for them to kind of, for lack of a better term, start to open up the offense a little bit and start to take a few more shots and chances downfield as well.
4: Yeah, the Giants defensive coordinator is Wink. Martindale. Now, you recognize that game, that name is the game show host, right?
0: Oh, yeah, game show host from years gone by.
4: Yeah, and, uh, well, you know, I talked to one of the people in our office who, that, that just, I said, Bob Eubanks, well, you know, Jim Lang from the dating yeah. game, of Bob Eubanks on the newlywed show. See, all these guys were these L.A. top 40 disc jockeys when, you know, I was a kid in grade school growing up, but they had these great gigs where they could do their radio gig playing beatles and the rolling stones and the doors and then they go over to abc and they tape these game shows and make a big cash load of money for about 10 years and wink martindale was one of them now this guy's name is don martindale but somewhere 25 years ago in the nfl someone named him wink martindale and the name is stuck he had been the uh, linebackers coach and then defensive coordinator for the ravens and then dable uh when he came over from the buffalo bills brought him up to be defensive coordinator of the Giants. These guys are, you know, old friends. And Martindale's really good at schemes. And so maybe this is one of the things that's, you know, been bothering Lafleur this week is because he feels like it's it's a short week to get ready for a Wink Martindale defense. Is, is that a consideration?
3: I mean, certainly there's always um, more you can do, right? And I know just some of the challenges – that kind of present themselves in terms of, of facing the Giants, uh, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. Wink does a, a great job of giving you a ton of different looks, and you never are quite sure what you're going to get. He's, he just does a good job of, of game planning you and uh, presenting a lot of challenging looks. So... You you can never get enough work really on on all the different things that you may get, um, and then specifically on offense, um, just kind of the questions around the quarterback situation and some of, some of the things that they could do from an offensive standpoint are uh, challenging as well. So I, I think just all in all, it's, it's um, just cramming all this stuff in over the last two days. It, it's it does provide a few obstacles in terms of just getting everything
0: wrapped. you know mike it's uh it's it's interesting when you know this is about a game and what matt lafleur has been dealing with is all the different aspects trying to make sure the body clocks are right travel out of schedule keeping guys up uh, you know trying to still game plan still try to get yourself together and get practice in and in the meantime you know you got aaron Rodgers going ah we wouldn't mind getting out and checking out a few pubs having a Guinness, you know so no wonder uh matt lafleur's a little bit uptight
4: i know it you everybody would have thought that would have been rogers the one complaining about the long travel no he said he's been looking forward to this and you know finally the green bay packers are leaving he understood the business end of it why um you know the jaguars would say no 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 no, we're not we don't want to, to face those guys in london we want to the packers to we want the packers here in jacksonville because we know all the packer fans are going to follow the team so you know, Rodgers was just asked point blank. It seems like your head coach is a little testy. What's going on there?
2: Listen, coaches are creatures of habit even more than players. Anytime there's a minute adjustment to the schedule, it throws them all out of whack. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like
0: Aaron Rodgers, though, is actually in a pretty good mood.
4: Uh, he's, he's in the best mood I've seen him in in two or three years, quite frankly. Yeah. You know, things seem to be coming together now. The challenges on this uh, Giants defense. Dexter Lawrence is a guy that they drafted three years ago. He now seems to be coming onto his own. He's, it seems like he's caught onto the game. Um, it seems like you know, Martindale staff have you know have got things uh, set up for him, so he understands what his role is, and he lines up at nose tackle and is very disruptive over the middle, but. You look at their injury report, man. They've got four defensive backs on the injury report. They are down another man. And, and Wink Martindale, though, he said, I you know, I love the challenge, though. But, you know, going up against this Aaron Rodgers guy, because I've been against him three or four times when I was with the Ravens and other teams in the NFL, he said going against Aaron Rodgers is like is like dealing with a snake. It's like
2: only a like- python and say don't worry about it he won't bite aaron Rodgers is aaron Rodgers. there's there's to me there's no difference i think that you know he's just as effective today as he was five years ago six years ago you know that that would be like saying that i don't know michael jordan can't hit any three pointers you're going to guard him outside and then he'll hit five or six three pointers on you so he's playing at top level when I'm retired in a golf cart someplace down in Florida hitting a golf ball, I hope he's in the force in front of me and I'll hit a golf ball into him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: Wow, well, there you go. <laughs> I hope Aaron Rodgers doesn't retire and <laughs> retire to the same country club wing Martindale does. Yeah. Let's do this. Mike Clemens on board. Uh, let's take a quick break. We're going to step away and then come back and get more of this and uh, talk about a lot about this game as the Packers head off to London. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show live at the Norwegian Hollow here in Baroka. We'll be back right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
4: Galladay. We'll see how it goes towards the end of the week. I'd say it doesn't look promising.
3: Robinson, Henry Mondo, Aziz Ojalari, Kayvon. Let's
4: go one at a time. Alright. Mark Lewinsky. He should be okay. Uh, Aaron Robinson. Uh, probably not. Uh, Henry Mondo. Uh, probably not. Well, that's good news. It's not season ending then. Uh, nope. Nope.
0: Welcome back. Glad to have you. Hopefully you're having a good day today. A uh, couple of segments to go on the Bill Michael Show broadcasting live here in Verroque at the Norwegian Hollow. They, uh are going to be open on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. As many bars throughout the state of Wisconsin are going to be open up on Sunday morning as the Packers take on the new uh, New York Giants over in London. In the meantime, we're talking with Mike Clemens. And, Mike, uh, kind of the laundry list of injuries. The one guy that is not down is Saquon Barkley, who is really running back-wise their best weapon. Uh, And because, you you know, (laughs) their wide receivers are pretty much done. Uh, They've been banged up at the tight end position. They've got uh, the quarterback position in Daniel Jones. He's hobbled. So it's, it could be all Barkley all the time against a defense that's giving up, uh, you know, 5.1 yards per carry, which is uh, one of the lower ends in, in the National Football League. I think it's fourth bat, fourth worst in the National Football League.
4: At one point, Bill, Saquon had a lineup at quarterback in their win over the Bears. So, you know, this this Giants team, man, they're, they're tough. They opened up the season in Nashville and got a win over the Titans. Uh, then they had no problem uh, with the Panthers. They don't score a lot, but they're, they're, they keep it close. Their defense is what's, you know, keeping them in the games, and the offense is trying to improve and get through this long list of injuries. Now, they lost to the Cowboys on Monday Night Football, but they kept that one close. And then, you know, they spanked the Bears at home uh, in New York. Now, uh, one thing helping them is that Daniel Jones was full participation. So even though he had to leave that Bears game, then come back after Tyrod had that uh, really uh, two two Bears hit him in the helmet and he left with his like fourth or fifth career concussion. He's definitely out of the game. But it looks like their starting quarterback is a go. But they've got seven other players that are out of this one, including Galladay, you know, probably their most veteran receiver at 29 years old. He jacked up his knee, and as Dable, the head coach, predicted earlier in the week, he wasn't going to be in there. And there's other guys, too, on this team, like Sterling Shepard. You know, he was a second round pick for them back in uh, 2016 out of Oklahoma. Uh, He, he, you know, he was their veteran receiver, their go to guy. Uh, As a matter of fact, Odell Beckham Jr., who's, you know, coming back from that ACL he suffered in February in the Super Bowl, he was in the Giants building this week to see his own his old buddy, Sterling Shepard, to see how Shepard was coming along. Because Shepard had an Achilles last year, and then he tried he got back on the field, and then in that Cowboys game on Monday night about two weeks ago, uh, then he had an ACL. So he's out until 2023. Mm-hmm. But he's this guy that they think of so highly, he'll be on the sidelines to cheer these guys on. And then the other leader is, like you say, Saquon Barkley, who right now is probably the the best running back in the NFL and he talked about that he's trying to be the best in the NFL with all the other guys that are in there too including the Packers two running backs
2: I mean as a competitor I it, it don't just gotta be a guy like Jonathan Taylor or when we play Christian McCaffrey um, Aaron Jones AJ Dillon like those are two extremely talented backs every week for me it really competing against yourself to be completely honest at the end of the day for me I'm just trying to go out there and just perform at a high level
0: the um the You know, Mike, the defense under Joe Barry, and you and I talked about this the other night, it's they're either playing soft, scared, just trying to keep things in front of them, or they really haven't had to do a whole lot. So now you're facing a real threat with Saquon Barkley. But the fact is, we would assume that the Giants are somewhat one-dimensional coming into this game, right?
4: Yeah. And as for the Packers' defense so far this season, it's where are the adjustments on defense when you're, pl- when you're up in, in, the, in Minneapolis and Justin Jefferson is running these crossing routes wide open, why aren't you getting out of zone and changing and finding a man to cover him? Or when you're playing the Bears and, you know, the game is still pretty close. It's not garbage time. And suddenly the, the Bears are getting these chunk plays of 10, 15, 20 yards with their running game. And then the same thing happens with the Patriots. And, you know, and they're down to their third-string quarterback. They're running the football on you and tying it and sending it into overtime. And so Joe Barry was asked what he's told his players about this week's threat with Saquon Barkley in the backfield.
1: He's like five point
3: five, I think, per carry right now. Phenomenal player, phenomenal talent. He's got all the. He's explosive. He's big. They do a great job with him throwing the ball as well. You know, they find ways to get him the ball, not just turn around and handing him. He's the best in our business right now, um, statistically. So. He's just an all-round complete back. We got it has got to be a collective group effort this week because you can't—you can't tackle that guy with one person. It's got to be, you know, population
4: to the ball. Unbelievable player, unbelievable talent.
0: So you know, I, the one thing, Mike, in improving the run defense. Because they play so much nickel. Well, first of all, Adrian Amos, you got to get him back, uh, even though they did perform pretty well without him. Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage, both of those guys, they, they're tacklers. I like the fact that they've got two safeties back there who can play over the top, but they're tacklers as well.
4: Yeah. Uh, you, you need these safeties to step up. I don't know where Devondre Campbell is. Even though he's like leading in tackles, um, he seems to be getting caught up in you know, some of the garbage. you got Quay Walker who's still learning the ropes. And Darnell Savage, I'll give it to him, you know, after three or four years now in Green Bay, he's stepping up, being a little bit more vocal, and we asked him directly, um, you know, the run is killing you guys, you're going you're gonna to lose a game if you're not careful, right? definitely a point of
1: emphasis you know That's something that we want to tighten up on um and i think it'll, it'll happen over time you know just with getting used to playing each, with each other and stuff like that trusting each other to be in the right gaps not trying to do too much uh we got a lot of good players so i feel like we can kind of make plays whenever we just got to pick and choose when we we try to you know go for those big plays so i think we'll be fine
0: the uh, when I'll, I will say this, though. When Adrian Amos went down, I, I thought the guys that came in and filled in, Rudy Ford being one of them, having that experience, it, it's not only paid off special teams, but paid off in depth when they needed them.
4: Yeah. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon did a nice job filling in when mm-hmm. Jair went down with the groin injury. And then last week, Adrian Amos uh, takes a, a helmet shot. It actually, uh, the ball carrier's knee hit him in the helmet. Uh, he left the game with a concussion. Uh, he was limited in practice today, so he's listed as questionable for the game. But Rudy Ford, uh, one of these guys that Bisacci had recommended, uh, his last team was with the Jaguars, but uh, they brought him in, and you know he, I thought he was kind of up and down for the few practices I saw him in, but they put him in that Patriots game, and he seemed to be in the right spot at the right time on the passing place. He seemed to be really prepared. And Eric Stokes... Uh, we asked him, "How did this former Jaguar, Rudy Ford, do against the Patriots, filling in for Adrian Amos at safety?"
0: Man, Rudy did amazing. Uh, pretty much like we already knew what pretty much Rudy can do, coming from Jacksonville too.
2: Like he was unbelievable on there as well. To where like so like we got a guy like that, and continue like to just show everybody like why he's more than just a special team person. Why he can really play safety.
0: Mike, uh, the other question I have for you is the offensive line. We had so much talk last week about when Bakhtiari's back. Does Josh and Iman move over to right tackle? Do they move Elton Jenkins into uh, the right guard position or left guard? Do they move the, the line around? Uh, have every we, we, Last week, David Bakhtiari, he didn't play every snap. He did pull himself out or they pulled him out, whatever, to give him a little bit of breathing room. Um, we, so he's not back to full strength yet. At what point do you expect any kind of a decision there?
4: Well, he ended up playing 70 snaps going into the overtime. And he was only in there, uh, Yash Naiman was only in there for a couple of series. And there's been no word that there was any setbacks this week after playing that many snaps. So maybe they still do that pitch count thing. Uh, But a lot of people have thought that, you know, maybe Elton Jenkins, he's trying to come back from an ACL a lot faster than Bakhtiari, obviously. He seems to have kind of struggled at the right tackle position. Now, here's a point counterpoint, and this is not even getting whispers from players or sources. You got the head coach saying, when he was asked, you know, you guys are really high on Josh Nyman at left tackle. Maybe he should play right tackle, and you put in Elton Jenkins back in at guard where he was so solid for three years. Or maybe even center if Josh, My- uh, Josh Myers, you know, is like missing snaps and stuff with uh, Aaron Rodgers. You talk to Adam Stenovich, who got into Green Bay as an offensive line coach, and he now is your offensive coordinator, and he said, uh, hold on, hold the phone a little bit. Uh, Elton Jenkins is our right tackle.
2: You're always looking to put your best five out there, you know, and right now, I, I, I think Elton's, for us, best at right tackle. And for him, you know, it... It's the challenge of, you know, left tackle or right tackle. You're going to be playing against the best D linemen on every team, uh, those edge guys. And he's an alpha, he's a dog, and he's going to approach it every week. You know, he wants that on his shoulders.
0: The the offense, Mike, uh, as far as, you know, scoring prowess goes, we just got done talking about before we brought you on about the ability to open things up do they is it just a matter of kind of getting familiarity and such or, or just getting the pieces back I think personally Robert Tanya is going to become more and more involved in the offense specifically in the red zone kind of like Bubba Franks did back when uh, you know Brett Favre had success with the tight end position with him in that sense so uh, that's just me but uh, I think it's going to become uh, a more spread offense uh, as far as spreading the ball around and I think we're going to start seeing more shots downfield eventually here soon as well.
4: Yeah, maybe they get Christian Watson back. They gave him another shot because he's the fastest guy in the field for either team. Yeah. But that, you know, that drop against the Vikings' first play was huge. Now it was great to see them getting involved with things like the jet sweep and he got the touchdown and had the Lambeau leap. Dobbs has just been great. Dobbs set a record, you know, the last rookie receiver to have the most receptions in the game. Was Max McGee in 1954, (laughs) and now Dobbs Mm -hmm. has had eight or nine catches the last couple of games. Um, But Tunyon, you know, at tight end, you got Mercedes Lewis blocking. You got Tunyon, who a couple of years ago had 11 touchdowns. You know, it helps if your receivers are covered. You can get a tight end over the middle on a third and seven. But you know, he's trying to get his confidence back with his knee, and and again. You know, Elton Jenkins is sort of getting into it. These guys are they are trying to get in sync as an offense, and Tunyon says that's all he thinks it, it, it takes right now so that they can score maybe two more touchdowns a game as they move forward.
2: I think just a lot of young, new guys and people finding new roles. And uh, I wouldn't say finding our identity, but I just think just figuring it out. And, you know, we're grateful to be in the 3 and one spot. Our defense is playing well. And it's not that we're playing bad. I just think that people are just kind of finding their niche and getting comfortable with the offense.
0: Um, by the way, Mike, uh, Jerry hits us up on the Bud Light live stream. He said, tell Mike Clemens we're talking about Rudy Ford and Keyshawn Nixon. Ford and Nixon, oh, my God just wanted to throw it out there oh yeah yeah
4: and and didn't ford pardon nixon thank you very much
0: thank you (laughs) thank you very much Uh, we're gonna have the veal later people we got more of the bill michael show coming up next this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network
4: Tom, in all your years, there's even more parody now. There's a lot of teams that are two and two.
0: I think there's a lot of bad football from what I watch. You know. <laughs> I watch a lot of bad football, a lot of yeah, poor quality of football, that's what I see. There you go. Tom Brady. Everybody sucks but me. <laughs> Uh, Tom Brady not in the best of moods anyway after word got out that he and Giselle have uh, got some attorneys together to uh, possibly split. So we'll call so we'll kind of follow that off-field saga. In the meantime, we've got uh, Mike Clemens along for the ride. By the way, before we uh, do anything else, uh, Ben Kenny eagerly awaiting, I'm sure, some kind of a score in the uh, Phillies-St. Louis Cardinals game. Right now, 0-0. So Ben is probably holding his breath, hoping the Phillies get a win. So, We'll hang in there with the, the Phillies and Ben Kenny for the time being. In the meantime, Mike, um, you know, when, uh, when you take uh, these guys, uh, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, and you put them together and say, okay, go out and be uh, kind of equal to what Devontae Adams had, kind of a big task for those two young guys to make up for what Devontae took with him when he left.
4: Well, the fact is, look at the, the possession receiver that Romeo Dobbs has become in just four weeks. Christian Watson is coming off a knee surgery, man, and missed a camp. And now you get the feeling like, hey, you know what? He could get three or four catches. He could bust one now over the middle, you know, and try and get over the hump with his hands. And Aaron Rodgers was asked, you know, as we're talking about Tom Brady, would he consider staying longer in Green Bay as he sees Watson and Dobbs continue to progress in this offense?
2: Well, I think there's going to be a lot of benefits to be reaped from, from those guys. So... I'm sure long after I'm gone, those guys get going to have an opportunity to to be here and play and play in the second contracts. But it's about development, really, for them. It's about their mental approach, especially, like I said yesterday, year one to two can be a big jump. Two to three can be an even bigger jump. So so it's just understanding what it means to be a pro and figuring that out. And, and hopefully, I think every young player should lean on an older guy and get some advice. I think as older guys, we love to to share the mistakes that we made with our with the young guys so they don't repeat those things and things that work for us as a young player, things that didn't work, things we'd like to see them do, I think it's really important passed on that knowledge. But look, my decision when it comes down to it will be uh, obviously the physical part, the mental part, seeing where the team is at. Look at the defense. A lot of guys are signed for multiple years now. That seems to be intact for a while. We've got a good core on the offensive line and some young guys. Uh, obviously, two great backs who are still under contract. There's some moving pieces, but you know that'll factor in for sure. But seeing the development, of those guys, uh, you know, can't help but be a part of the decision.
0: You know, Mike, uh, it's interesting that he said uh, these guys into the long after I'm gone, into their second contract. Well, that's four years away.
4: Right.
2: Right.
0: So talk uh, about you know, and another,
4: so, Yeah, <laughs> and, and also talking about weapons is the backfield and AJ Dillon. Yeah. your quadzilla. They got him on a Zoom call with Saquon Barkley to talk about who's got the biggest thighs in the NFL.
2: I didn't. It was like uh, it was thirty something. I don't know oh, why
4: exactly you, what
1: it was. It was thirty something.
2: Do you have the tape measure? Can we? I can grab it.
1: So to be yeah. fair, Saquon expects it. you to have bigger quads, right? He, he you're the bigger guy, AJ. He, so you got, got to flex it. when you measure them, right?
2: Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you, you do what you got to do. Yeah.
1: Take one. Have you ever measured?
2: Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> I have. I, I'm not thirties. I'm not in thirties. I say I that. All right, age. What do we got? We got thirty four. Thirty four. Thirty oh, four. But it might be like more like thirty three because I got the I got sweats on. Wow, that's that's impressive. Take What do you? What do we have? I don't have my tape measure. I'm in the car right now, but <laughs> I'm a twenty nine. Not thirty four. You got me beat. Whoa. There you
0: go. 34-inch. That's like
4: my waist. That's one of his legs.
0: Yeah. That's That's, uh, that's an old man. (laughs) You always bring the in-depth stuff, Mike. Appreciate it. We'll talk again after the game coming up on Sunday. Okay, pal?
2: Have a great weekend,
0: Billy. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. That is Mike Clemens. And that is going to do it. Thanks to the staff and management at the Norwegian Hollow uh, for bringing us down here. Also, our buddy Ernie Betts and the gang from WVRQ. Thanks to uh, Justin Running, the uh, the mayor who uh, presented us with the the key to the city and uh, just had a spectacular time yesterday. We can't say thanks enough. Uh, for everything that's been done out here. Uh, without, a, without a doubt, also State Representative Lauren Oldenburg, uh, who was there yesterday as well. We're going to see people up at Gassers this afternoon, Kickapoo Creekside uh, after that, and then just wherever we end up, we end up. Until then, time for us to go. Have a good one. Shoo! The Bill Michaels
1: Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.